Hi, I'm Lauren Stiving, and welcome to this episode of the Career Success Podcast. As this is our first episode in the new year, I'd like to wish all of our listeners a very prosperous 2017. We have some great guests coming up this year, and I hope you will all tune in. Joining us today is Paul Codina, the Converse Commercial Director, Iberia for Nike. Paul started his career in marketing at PepsiCo, working on iconic brands like Doritos, Fritos, and Lay's. After four and a half years in marketing, Paul then made the move to sales, where he eventually worked his way up to National Accounts Director. Along the way, he was awarded Best 2011 Lidl Negotiation and Commercial Agreement across Europe and Best 2011 Supplier amongst all Hiroski's FMCG suppliers, according to the Advantage Group. In January of 2016, Paul made the move to Nike, where he's leading Converse's channel strategy and heading up a team of 25. Welcome, Paul. Hi. Thanks so much for joining us today. I have a, a lot of questions that, that I'd like to ask you in a short amount of time, so I'll try to make it make it brief. Yeah, no, no problem. Thanks for having me. That's a great opportunity. hope uh, we will fulfill the expectations. Great. So yeah, throughout your career, I know that you've excelled in various sales roles as well as marketing. What would you say are some of the key decisions you made in your career to be where you are today? So from my point of view, so a career uh, is more influenced by your behavior rather than uh, certain decisions uh, that you take at some point in time. So, so let me put yeah, some examples. For instance, so how you approach conflict or obstacles is, is a key element, for instance, right? So facing obstacles instead of uh, avoiding them is, is what I would call grit. No? And grit is at the heart or at the center of, of a successful career. Another, another element I would say is, is how you deal with your emotions, right? So being aware of them and how, what you do with them is, is also uh, another very, very important element. Uh, and of course, you know, working hard, uh, it's always nothing, nothing is for free, so working hard, I would say, is the last but not the least, of course, but probably the most important one. Uh, in fact, I approach my, my work as a sort of competition, right? So, uh, in the sense that uh, I give my best, uh, I practice, and, and I try to be satisfied with my work, uh, even when results don't, don't come out. Great. And I'm sure you know that building successful teams usually has a direct link to your success. What do you believe is the best strategy for building a successful team? So when thinking in, in yeah, managing teams, so I think we should never forget about the very basics, but uh, like, you know, hiring the right talent, uh, provide them with the, with the right incentives, setting a, real, a clear frame uh, in terms of values and, and rules. Uh, but on top of that, I would say the right mix of you know some tension within the team is always healthy, right? To generate a confrontation of ideas and, and concepts. Uh, also, from a leadership standpoint, um, provide them with some inspiration. You know, accepting your failures, uh, giving them clear vision and so on is also very relevant. Another thing that I think is key is how you treat individually every every team member, right? So I think uh, you cannot, you know, the one size fits all, especially in this case, it's not, it's not the right way. So treat every team member differently. I think it's also very, very, very important. Finally, I would say, so your team must feel that you care about them, so that you care about for instance, if they get stuck in the project, uh, they ha- they must feel that you fight for them to to not to push things forward. So this this feeling, you know, that that you are there to help them as well, it's it's also critical. Sure. 
And I know I heard you mention about, you know, mentioning to them as well your failures. I know that with every successful career, there's always a few failures. Which of your failures has taught you the most? So probably the, the you know, the first and uh, most important one is not accepting that failure at the heart of, of a successful career, no? Mm-hmm. So that, uh, you know, when you're confronting failure, uh, it's something that you should not let wrong you, but rather learn from it and, and, and yeah, keep, keep moving, right? But yeah, to be more concrete, let me put the, an example. During my first years, when, when you know, there was this guy, uh, a peer of mine, who was, I would say, performing in a similar way than mine, he was having a, a more successful uh, career. You know? He was progressing faster than me in terms of, of career. And, and what I learned, and that kind of frustrated me, you know? and, and I took two learnings from that. So first, in that comparing yourself is not good. No? So, so you should focus on, on what depends on you and, and define action plans to, to, to tackle this any situation, right? Sure. And secondly, and secondly so nobody is more accountable than you in terms of your know, professional career. So you need to understand, you need to play the game in a way. No? You, you, don't, you cannot rely on that sort of universal justice, let's say, but rather you need to take it as a, you know, it's part of your own agenda, right? You need to, to, to focus also and put some effort behind your career. Sure, sure. No, I, I think that that all, all makes sense. So let's shift a bit just to discuss a, a bit about the industry, and in this case, uh, the FMCG industry as well as the, the fashion industry. I've spoken to a number, number of people over the years working in FMCG that say they would like to change industries to the fashion industry, whether that be sportswear, luxury, or even lifestyle. What would you say are the main differences in these industries um, that you didn't know before you made the move? Yeah, that's a good one. So it's been now a little bit more than a year in the, you know, in the yeah, sportswear, I would say, industry after more than 10 years in the FMCG industry. And there are a couple of things that are at the core of, of other differences, right? So these two have implications, which are first, information availability. So in the industry, it's, the information is scarce, either because there's a higher optimization in terms of brands or retailers, Mm-hmm. Or because it's a smaller market, so in terms of a scale, uh, it's harder to make a business or in terms of information. But whatever the reason is, the, the, the reality is that the information is scarce. And secondly, I would say the highly volatile market. So the fluctuation, uh, it's in the nature of fashion. Um, and, and these two are probably the biggest differences. And, and you know, they have an implication on uh, in how you... Uh, manage the business, so it's a more intuitive business. Uh, observation, it's you know, street observation. Even uh, it's more, it's more relevant than, than in 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 FMCG. Mm-hmm. And, you know, across functions, there are also different, yeah, many difference from a sales perspective. No, instead of an it's not an everyday selling period, but it's rather you know, yeah, there are either two or four seasons depending on each brand. Sure, so it's more a peak and valley uh, type of workload. From marketing perspective, so advocacy here from influencers, it's critical. Either you know the the the, the blogger or the influencer wears yourself or you're out, right? So that's also very relevant here. In terms of distribution, here it's also very different. In fashion, you don't want to be everywhere sure. because it may harm your 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 brand image and so on. While in FMCG, you know the better, the, the more the better. No? So 
but however, there are also in some other areas that this industry is more advanced, like in digital. So here, digital is it's, uh, it's the name of the game nowadays. Now, I wanted to ask you just a bit about the technological side of things. You know, technology is already playing um, a key role in, in shopping. And for example, the new Amazon Go store, which eliminates checkout lines and allows customers to enter the store using, you know, their new mobile app. How will this affect the shopper experience as a whole, do you think? So, I think this, this is a very interesting example, but l let me go back a little bit on, on the reasons why Amazon you know, is, is investing in this, in this type of sure. project. So, I think, uh, so the answer to this question, you know, why is Amazon investing in it? So, Amazon is, yeah, if you ask anyone down the street, they would say it's, you know, the digital retailer, it's king in, in, in the online world. So why is Amazon investing in this type of product? So I think the answer lies in, in, on the following hypothesis, right? Which is that despite the massive growth of the digital world, so the offline or the brick and mortar world will remain and will remain in a relevant way. In fact, still today, you know, there's a lot of noise in terms of the digital world, but most of the of the value is still sold or traded in, in the in the offline or the brick and mortar world. So and this will remain. Uh, even or despite the massive growth of, of the digital world. So I assume that here Amazon you know, is well aware of that and they want to be relevant not only the, on, on the online world where they, are, where, where they are already, you know, the leader, but also in, in the... in the in So, yeah, going back to your question, so what Amazon is doing here, it's basically, I think, you know, they are lowering the barriers for consumption. So, and there are some of them within this example, one being time, no, in terms sure. of, uh, you know, they cutting the, the, the cost in terms of time. They are also in, increasing, you know, they're increasing the experience for the consumer or for the shopper in this case when they when they get into the store. They are simplifying the, the payment method. So the whole thing, if you have to choose between a, an Amazon Go or a common, or, you know, a supermarket, you will definitely go to this one because it offers the same than the other one, but in an improved and, and in a better experience way. So I think it's a, it's in a very interesting move from Amazon. Well, Paul, thank you so much for joining us today. And I hope all of our listeners have really enjoyed this episode of the Career Success Podcast. Thanks.